Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn the third parak Masechlis Pesach Mishnah Ches. Moving on to Perak Dalid Mishnah Aleph. As we discussed previously, a person having to return home to eliminate, destroy chametz they have at home, or do we rely on the leniency of doing bittel alone, of nullifying it alone? Now we're going to discuss someone who has kachim. Uh, which are food that were sacrifice that were from sacrificial meat that must be consumed within Yerushalayim in the walls of Jerusalem, and they mistakenly removed it from Yerushalayim. The halacha is once you remove it out of Yerushalayim, it becomes disqualified and it must be burnt. However, halachically, it has to be burnt in Yerushalayim itself. The question is how far um, do we for how far do we say you have to return? At what point do we, can we say actually it's too far to return? But rather, wherever you are, just burn it. Person traveling realizes they still have a hot dog in their hand. They have a piece of meat from Kachim in their hand. He passed Sofim. Sofim was the furthest place that one can still see Temple Mount outside of Yushalayim. He burns it where he is, as in we don't require him to go out of his way now and trouble him to go back to Yushalayim to burn it there. So he's close enough. He has to turn to Yushalayim and burn it before the Bira with the wood of the altar. Okay. And then the Mishnah says as follows. And this is going back on the first mission of Chametz as well as uh, the Kachim meat, the sacred sacrificial meat. How much do we say is enough that it qualifies you to have to return? Rameir Omer, it has to be an egg's worth. Yudah Omer, no, each one when it's even an olive's worth. Remember, we split Pasar Kodesh because sacrificial meat, if it's even a Kazayas, the size of an olive, but Chomets only if it's more than an egg's volume. If it's less, then we say you can just rely on Bittal alone. Mishnah, Perak Dalit, Mishnah Aleph, is now a very important Mishnah when it comes to the world of Minhagim, of of traditions and customs and how exactly they take hold and what, when they take hold etc we're not going to delve into it but this is actually a jumping off point if you did want to learn that discussion sugya number two it's important to know is as follows erev pesach uh the day before pesach begins actually is called chaga pesach in, uh, in the Chumash, that's the day it's called, but that's when we brought the Pesach sacrificial offering. The, the Pesach offering was brought on the day prior to Pesach itself, and again, in the Chumash, Pesach is referred to as Chagamatzos. The day the Pesach is brought, uh, the Pesach offering is brought, as we would call Erev Yontif, it's actually called Pesach, And it has some sort of Yontif element. The question the Rishonim old kind of discusses, why exactly is it a Yontif? Is it a Yontif because that's when the carbon is brought? Is a Yontif because actually, halachically, anytime one brings a carbon, that day becomes a Yomtov for them, which Tosef asked a very interesting question. Well, if every day when you bring a carbon, any day you bring a carbon, that every day I should say, any day when you bring a carbon, it's considered a Yomtov for you. Well, I have a question, says Tosef, every single day, all of Klal Yisrael joins together to bring the carbon tumid in the morning and the carbon tumid in the afternoon. We, we bracket our day with bringing two sacrifices, which we pattern our shachars and mincha after. Well, if that's true, so if every day is a yomtiv, how can people ever work? Which Tosvus gives a very interesting answer. Tosvus says, we know the Pasuk tells us that we should plow our fields, so it must be a lot of work. So somehow we were a lot of work, yet this didn't does apply. Now the question becomes an Erev Pesach, why exactly? Why exactly we're not going to allow you to do work? Is it because it's just like any day we bring a carbon and therefore we can't do work? And maybe that's only from the time we bring the carbon onwards. Is it a special din in Erev Pesach that it's its own yomtov, 
or perhaps because we're concerned that there's so much to do on Erev Pesach between getting rid of your chametz and, and making sure the matzahs are cooked, especially if you believe in the world of Rashi. Rashi thinks matzahs should be made on the Erev Yom Tov and the Pesach, so we're afraid that once you start working, you're going to get caught up at work, and then you're never going to get to perform the mitzvot of the day or the preparations for the night, so we say one should not work. And obviously you can imagine what's going to emerge from this discussion is going to be, well, what do you say nowadays? Nowadays, we don't have a Pesach, so maybe you could say there's no Yom Tov, or maybe there is a Yom Tov because there's still our mitzvahs of the day, or maybe we still retain some sort of re- re- um, some sort of uh, remnant of the fact that once upon a time there was a Yom Tov. So all these go into play. You have to look at Shulchan Aruch to see what exactly we do. Just a uh, spoiler, you'll find that after Chatzos, Midday on Yom T- on Erev Pesach, that's when people begin to refrain from doing certain malacha. People try to sh- do all their shaving and showering and cutting their nails, etc., before midday in deference to the Shita. Brought down the Nishtabura. Okay, with that long introduction, So because there are various different minhagim, well, that's what happens. You in your town do one thing, and then you go travel to your in-laws, because that's where everyone has to go for Yom Tif. And at your in-laws, that, their town, they do something else. Well, which practice do you follow? The leading Custom or the more extreme or the more stringent custom. So, in a place where the people follow the custom that's to perform, that they perform work on Erev Pesach until midday, Osin, you can do so. In place where they don't do so, ain't Osin. So, if you live in a town, you live in Linden, New Jersey, where we take, we, we're very stringent, we don't do any Muslim Malacha on Yom on Erev Pesach, you can't do any. And if you live in uh, Tinek, where they do Malacha, because they, they do Malacha on Erev Pesach, so then they, until Chatzos, so then you could do it. What happens if you travel, you go to your in-laws? You travel from a place where, you, where people do perform malacha until midday. To Linden, New Jersey, where they don't perform malacha. We place the stringencies on you from both places. As in, we, we say, take the stringent approach on both ends. Most importantly is, do not deviate from the local custom, because that will cause conflict, that will cause people a rift between you and the local people. I wish you all a wonderful day.